maybe I couldn't record anything because I needed this moment to happen. I don't know. But hey guys, it's me. I'm back with another episode of Flight Things with Queen Danielle. And on this particular episode, I'm just, it's let's see, 12.37 a.m. I'm finding that I'm like a little nervous. Um, I've decided to accept a full-time position with um, one of the places I was contracted with. I turned down moving forward with Facebook. Uh, I think it's about a couple weeks now, a couple weeks ago, maybe a week ago. And I can't lie, like I'm, I'm nervous about it. I, <laughs> it's so interesting because being self-employed and working on a contractual basis was like terrifying and now um, it's it's the opposite that's terrifying because I don't miss I do not miss you know being confined with an organization however I want to go ahead and get into this episode with my girlfriend Crystal so if you want just some more just some more just some more. I posted three new blog posts on polishpistol.com. That's B-I-S-T-I-L. The links are in the description of this podcast episode. We're talking about wearing one's moods. We're talking about dating. And we're talking about what does one do during a social media hiatus. I mean, we all want to take one. All right, let's get into this episode with Crystal Rude. Hey guys, this is Maquita Danielle of Polish Pistol and you have reached my podcast. Life things. Here we talk about the things that happen in life, whether it be ups or downs or moments in our lives that feel like they're going sideways. Most importantly, here we are safe, here we are free, and authenticity is the name of the game. Dude, I have a podcast. <laughs> this is going to be fun. <laughs> So first, I just want to thank you so much for coming on this episode of Life Things. I'm blessed to have you here. I'm grateful to be here. So I have uh, with me today, Miss Crystal, and you are going to see details about how to follow her and keep up with her in the description of this podcast episode. And so, yeah, she just got back to the DC area from um, the lovely Los Angeles. I'm like hoping that some of it whatever you got from there can like seep through this video so I can feel it (laughs) and then share it with Kaden (laughs) all my sunshine that I still have I'm so recharged I'm so charged up right now from that trip that's wonderful how was it like what has gotten you recharged from it Oh man, um, I learned how to surf. (gasps) Yes, like who goes to Cali and like gets free surf lessons with amazing people? You do. Yes. (laughs) So grateful. Um, A friend of mine, uh, she surfs and she surfs with color, the water, and they're just a a beautiful community. (laughs) Like, Mm. and it just, it was amazing. My son and I definitely, one of my sons got to uh, experience that. Got to experience it together. Mm. And it was awesome. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Learning how to surf and the what else got you kind of recharged? Were you able to decompress or I don't know? Did. I did. I went there open because the plans that I initially had changed. So I really had to go there revamping my intention for going. And uh, I'm just really grateful for that. So just surfing in itself was just beautiful. Um, I didn't do any of the other tourist things. Surfing was just it, man. Like, and I'm totally, totally cool and fine with that. I love the like being fluid and flexible because sometimes, you know, I think it's, it's a disservice to ourselves to be rigid. And then we end up not being able to gain something that we were supposed to gain and we have to gain it later on through a different moment or whatever. It's like, it just sounds very fluid and free. That's actually one of the lessons from this trip for me. God has been really working on me with learning to adjust and adapt and flow. I like to make plans. I don't feel I'm a person that gets really upset when they don't work out unless they're plans that were really structured and implemented and then they just abruptly change. Long story short, I was supposed to go to Hawaii in May for a yoga retreat. It got canceled due to COVID. 
I, know. I was supposed to go to Jamaica in September. It got canceled for a couple reasons. Um, and so I was just kind of upset. And this trip to Cali almost got canceled also because my plans definitely fell through. Um So I was kind of upset. I'm like, Lord, I don't understand. Like, I'm just trying to be great right now. (laughs) And um, I'm not able to at this moment. As much as I want to be mad, I understand that this is purposeful for whatever reason. Um, So I ended up being able to still go to Cali. It worked out. um, And just surfing, just it was teaching me to flow like because the water is treacherous. You have to respect the water. Mm. And I think it. It's very metaphoric because um, just being in the ocean, it's like learning to surf and stuff. You have to know timing and when to catch the wave. And I got crushed a few times. Um, <laughs> it wasn't, it didn't feel too good. And it was like a fear started to come and I had to really talk to myself in the water. And it's like, don't feel the water, mm. flow with the water. Mm-hmm. And it just is like life too. stop fearing life flow with life. We want to resist so much and we don't realize how detrimental that is. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about the water and the ocean, it's a beautiful thing. But when you try to fight the wave, you're going to lose. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, like stop fighting life, stop resisting it learn to flow and then it just correlates and connects to so many other things when it comes to like even sports and the fundamentals of which direction to turn and how your body turns and moves to that direction and just the movement of everything Mm -hmm. whether it's from dancing to playing hockey to football to taekwondo to yoga like it all comes back to the same thing, which is flow. So the fluidity that you mentioned um, is so paramount. They go hand in hand. Mm, mm, mm -hmm. That's a lot gained. That's a lot gained in a single trip. Yeah, it it was. I think it was a lot that led me up to it. And it was just kind of like the fireworks of it all. Like, Mm -hmm. boom. Mm. So yeah, that's so why I was like, okay, guy, you've been, you've been, you've been talking about flowing for a while now. You just showed me in a whole different way to where I can better understand and see it and feel it. Mm. And so um, it was just very profound and powerful. And so I'm grateful mm. of just learning to adapt and adjust and release and flow. Right. So yeah, that's my thing right now. <laughs> My um, brother had said something earlier today about the life in me is the life in the birds. It's the life in like how essentially it's all connected. We're one breath almost, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so, like you said, in terms of fighting against it is likely fighting against ourselves because if we're just in the flow, (laughs) then we're all just moving in the way that we're designed to and then forcing things to happen out of fear or other things. Mm-hmm. It goes against our very self, it, whether it's that moment or just like ourselves. Right. <laughs> and it's funny because I feel like things like in nature are just going to be. We have different minds so that we have this will to think too much, you know, a lot of the times and oh, go sure. against things. But in nature, it's just going to do. So if you go against it, you are going to go against yourself. The water is going to go. <laughs> like you're not going to stop it. It's going to do what it needs to do for it. And um, it's funny you say nature because I, I correlate that with a lot to so everything is connected I agree with that wholeheartedly and um, even with weather it's so funny because so many of us be like the weather's crazy you don't know what it wants but the whole time it does know what it wants it knows when it wants to rain it wants to be cold one day and hot the next and it gives itself that we don't give ourselves that when we want to cry one minute and laugh the next like it's actually okay to do that and it's actually okay to flow and go with that yes but we are in so much resistance for so many various reasons, obviously, um, whether we are taught not to be a certain way or act a certain way, or we've been through certain situations that have um, molded us to think or believe certain things. But mm-hmm. It ultimately, we, we can learn a lot from the other counterparts on this earth, mm. such as nature and animals and things like that. Right. One of the reasons that I brought you on to this and wanted you on here was because I appreciate and as a friend, I benefit from the perspective. There's a lot 
to be learned from perspectives that are just not your own. They're just so valuable. And so I recognize, yeah, we share perspective. We share a lot, like in terms of views and things like that, but you are you and you are, you are you. That is for sure. Like, <laughs> I appreciate that. I love that. Thank you. No so other much. crystal. I'm so grateful for that. And um, I thank you for seeing me in that light because it took me a long time to see myself in that light and to not hide it or dim it so I truly appreciate those words you gave me like things to say in the mirror just the other day man that mirror work is serious (laughs) (laughs) so now I want to know how do you how do you carry your perspective into your everyday life in this earthly realm that can seem rigid in their in their confined or respective boxes, right? Like there's no, there's nothing outside of this box. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. So with regards to, and, and more specifically, the box of motherhood, mm-hmm. the box of being a police officer, yeah. the box of being a creative the box of being a spiritual being that's a follower of Christ, Mm. right? These quote unquote boxes. How do you apply everything that you just shared in terms of being in the flow of things to those various seemingly conflicting almost roles? What I've recently come to learn from a good friend of mine, Lotus, it was so profound and it's changed my life in so many ways. She was like, you create the boxes and lines. You create the boxes you're in and you create those lines. You can remove those boxes and lines at any time. So like my motto now is no boxes, no lines, Crystal. No boxes, no lines. Because I think it's one thing to describe certain entities of our lives and perspectives of our lives, but it's a completely different thing when we're stuck in those perspectives and entities Mm. and we don't, we're not open-minded to them. What I've learned from no boxes and lines is also to just love, like love's the same. Love is love Mm -hmm. and you can love. I can love as a black woman who's a mother, who's a police officer, who's a creative and understanding that it comes back to me at the end of the day. What was my intention? What was my thought process or desire in this? And really taking the time to do the self-work to understand Am I being very boxy or rigid right now or am I being open? And what does that look like? Mm -hmm. I'm still learning and still trying to figure it out in ways. Right. (laughs) And also understanding there's layers to it. So the healing doesn't stop. The understanding, the learning, the perspectives, they don't stop. So I would say that I'm just learning not to be in boxes and lines and learning to love in all aspects. If you don't receive my love, that's your problem. That's not mine. (laughs) But I'm going to love you. I'm going to lavish this love on you. That's Mm -hmm. just where I'm at. And don't get me wrong. I don't always get it right. Um, I have my moments where... I have my moments. <laughs> I have my moments where I have my moments. Like, right. Where I might not sit, come across the most pleasant way. Uh, but I'm also in a place where I can consciously recognize like, dang, that wasn't right. Let me apologize or let me reevaluate the real situation and not have my ego um, tell me this story that's not accurate. Mm. Um, and do you apply that to all those various roles? Every role. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because it goes back to what we were saying earlier. Everything's connected. Mm -hmm. Everything's connected. The things you learn in motherhood is the same things you can learn in creative work. You know what I mean? Like it, it just goes hand in hand in terms of learning. That's just where I'm at. And then raising two amazing young men, um, seven and 14, I want them to really be in tune and in touch with their emotions and with their feels. We, I think as a society, we scare our children into feeling a certain way. It's like, you're supposed to feel this way or you're supposed to feel that way. And it's like, no, I want you to feel how you feel. Right. I don't want you to feel any type of way based off of my perspective or perception of it. I want you to feel the way that you naturally feel in this moment. And so I discuss those things with them because I feel like there's so much power in managing our emotions, talking about our emotions and expressing them in different various ways. Um, I refuse to have my kids be grown men learning, uh, dating and getting married and have no emotional sense or 
dial and I want them to break down the boxes that they've created for themselves based off of what they've learned this far. So yeah, I hope that, <laughs> I hope that. Yeah, I want to know, okay, like for me, I know that when it comes to all of the social injustice that's happening, mm-hmm. that's been happening, I should say, but that's now on multiple screens and mm-hmm. um, in multiple conversations and rooms and circles, it, along with other like things that we're just being bombarded with, it gets overwhelming. For me, I know that I've had to find ways to act in my own way and also not be engrossed in it. I can't afford that. Like I remember in 2016, that summer, how it was an awful summer when it was just like name after name after name after name. And I reckon that and it hasn't changed. It hasn't gotten better. And so do do you feel any sort of that? If you do, how do you manage it being in these different roles? And then if you don't feel that, what does that look like? Um, So, yes, I do feel it. Uh, as a black woman who has black boys and black friends who are officers, I definitely feel it, uh, the injustices and seeing it. Um, I I will say, though, I feel it, I think, in different ways because it's so many people look at the injustices and basically say F all cops versus saying this one. You know what I mean? Um, And I've had to learn that, and this goes back to me, when I'm driving my cruiser or if I'm in uniform, I do, we do, I'm in the community service division, so we do a lot of community work. We are always in the community, man. We have so many awesome programs. Like, it's so dope. Like, you wouldn't even know I'm the police for real, other than the fact I drive a cruiser because I don't wear a uniform, but for big events. But in general, I have to remind myself when I'm driving in my cruiser, people don't see me they see the cruiser And I have to not take it personal anymore. I used to take it real personal. Like, I'm not like them. That's not me. And I'm black too. And I love the black community. And I'm, I, I want to be great. And I want to help our people. Like, that's what I'm doing is helping our people. And I want that to be seen. And I wanted it to be felt. And I wanted it to be understood that I'm not that. But I realized that you can't change the opinions of other people. You can only dictate how you act and react. And I'm just in that place of not taking things personal and really choosing to be loved. Like, when I'm in my cruise, I smile at people. Some people look at me like I'm crazy, but I just be smiling because I'm like, I'm love and I'm going to give you this love and I'm going to smile at you because I'm not. You've already made a, a, a judgment based off of what you see off break. I just know it goes back to me and how do I act and react and, you know, teaching my boys how to respond to certain situations and understand and have those talks with them, have them understand my perspective and have them understand. So when you have somebody from the outskirts of Pennsylvania, who's never dealt with a black person, they've only dealt with them as a police officer. Yeah. It could be classified as race if you, if you want it to be, but at the same time, I think it's more so ignorance than race. And don't get me wrong. I know there's a race issue, but it's me understanding the bigger picture of it from my perspective, uh, just because I am in it and truly realizing that in some ways we're divide, we're still dividing ourselves mm-hmm. when you have people say F the police and then bash a black brother or sister who is the police. That's still division to our people. Right. Yeah. People will say, well, they shouldn't be the police. Um, But don't you want people that look like us in our community? We can say abolish the police all day long, but until that's actually done, we need us in the communities. We need more of us to come together and to really bridge that gap and to connect from a different perspective. That makes sense. Right. Do you still have to give your boys like the talk? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, um, Life Things with Laquita Danielle will be right back after this commercial break. Paint and Poetic Pros is live now. Paint and Poetic Pros is live. Paint and Poetic Pros is live. <sighs> okay, so to be fair, to be fair, we've always been live. We've always offered live sessions and y'all have been booking them. However, we are now also offering in-person live sessions. We have certain parameters put in place that are outlined on our website to ensure that both you and we are kept safe. We are available to see y'all in person. Also, we got some new stuff. It's new things popping, new things popping, new 
things pop, 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 a new things pop, a so number one, another new thing that we have on the website and that we now have available at Paint Poetic Pros are paint and poetry sets that you can do on your own, on your own time. You do not have to be a part of a session, a scheduled session. You can simply order a box, have it shipped to your home. It is not live. It is pre-recorded. And that way you have the flexibility to do, do it whenever it works out for you. Number two. And you can now subscribe to Paint Poetic Pros. If you subscribe, you receive a discounted rate. You receive free shipping. Every box is different. Every poetry piece is different. Every paint instruction is different. We've also started adding various Black-owned self-care products to our boxes. Did you know that? Did you know that? Well, now you know that. And you can sign up to receive either a box a month or you can choose to receive it seasonally. That's four times a year. You can also choose to receive it every other month. So that would be for six months out of the year. All of that information is available on paintandpoeticpros.com. The link is in the description of this podcast. Now, if you don't know, if you don't know what Paint and Poetic Pros is by now, I will go ahead and give you a little brief introduction followed by some reviews. And this moment right now, wherever you are, pull over, take a moment, write it down, put into your Safari or your Google Chrome browser paint and poetic pros.com we're also on the instagram at paint and poetic pros yeah amongst all of the unfortunate times that we're experiencing in this country and in the world right now me and my best friend decided to come together and join forces under paint and poetic pros paint and pros isn't that like a paint and set yeah the better paint and poetic pros is the virtual something different that you've been looking for we bring a open mic like experience and a paint and sip like experience we bring them together and we bring them online so that you can choose to either join a general class and meet new people a private session with just you and your closest friends and or family locally or around the country and we are now offering in person sessions again all attendees will receive personalized packages delivered directly to their door and or whatever the address it is that they provide if you are hosting your own birthday event you no longer have to worry about party favors entertainment any sort of cleanup nope just bring your own cake. We're the entertainment. We're there to interact with your guests. And also with their personalized packages, it's like they're receiving a favor from you directly. We also do other holidays, work events. If you are missing happy hour with your coworkers and friends, this is the place to book something different. On Zoom, we all meet in the same room and have an experience, a virtual, unique, relaxing, calming, and authentic, most importantly, an authentic experience together. Janelle Jordan, the professional visual artist, truly one of the most talented and beautiful artists I know, will walk you through very a very unique art piece that's simple enough for people like me, the non-visual artist, to grasp, but also leave with feeling like we made something that's unique and special to us because she teaches you how to kind of add your own flair to it. We're painting on wood, we're painting with alcohol, and I have the pleasure of delivering the correlated poetic pieces while also moderating the associated discussions. The poetry pieces are relatable on a somewhat universal level, but they're deep. They give you all the feels. They'll feed the mind, feed the soul, and if you allow them to, they will feed the conversations if you just open up a little bit. And people always do. They always do. So originally we were only working with four themes. We now have 12 themes available. We're dealing with leather, lace and ruffles, water, air, you name it. If you're a Zodiac lover, this is right up your alley. All right, it's your turn. Go to the website right now. Open up a new tab, open up Safari, Google Chrome, wherever you are. Stop what you're doing. Go to www.paintandpoeticpros.com. Explore the options available. If you do not see a date and time that works well for you, hit us up, send us a message, but go to it right now. Here are some of the things that previous attendees had to say about their own experience. I was a little bit kind of um, intimidated in the beginning because I don't know anyone in the group, but I really felt, of course, 
I thought really welcomed and there was a very um, warm group of women. Um, sometimes it's really hard, um, you know, if, if you don't know people, but that's that's really great. So I think that the format of just being, um, you know, by yourself participating is also such a great idea. And I'm not sure if you're just limiting this to women, um, McQueen and Janelle, but I thought that this particular format is really um, very, uh, I don't know, it's, it's very powerful to me because I think that while everyone's struggling, um, I think that we have unique um, struggles as women. So um, I really appreciate this. So thanks for inviting me. Just getting this little snippet, I'm like, I want more. <laughs> this is yeah, definitely something to look forward to um, yeah. for today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, this has been a great experience just because I'm a girl's girl. I love meeting amazing women that are unapologetically themselves and they like to share and be vulnerable and be strong and be funny and be um, emotional all at the same time. I know that that as women, as wives, as sisters, as friends, as mothers, as as business women, so many times we forget to uh, take a moment for ourselves. So I want to thank each of you for taking those moments this evening to share that time with us because we spread ourselves so thin many times. And to have the opportunity to just relate to other women in a really spiritual and artistic and calming. I mean, every time you read a poem, I closed my eyes and I just heard it. I didn't look at anything. I just was listening to it. And every time Janelle painted something, I was buying it. So it's like this really interesting juxtaposition between all of the senses mm. of listening to something and taking it in without seeing anything, creating your own photograph in your mind, and then opening your eyes and creating something that's actual tangible art. I think you guys are onto something that people are going to need more and more. Please, please, please. Um, thank you so much, um, everyone, for your um, stories, for sharing your time, your energy has just been good vibes this evening. I hope we can grow this community and make it amazing because I think it's really important. We are all trying to get it together, honey. We are all trying to get it together. Yes. <laughs> we are doing the best we can. <laughs>Absolutely. Absolutely. Because um, I want them to be safe. I want them to be respectful. And at the end of the day, you may not be respected by officers who, who you come in contact with. However, I don't want to give an extra reason for anything to transpire that doesn't need to transpire. So um, I teach them and tell them to be respectful and polite, keep your hands out, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, because the reality of it is the people that, the officers that may come in contact with them don't know I'm the police. And even if they did know I was the police, that doesn't mean they're going to treat them any better. And I'm not saying that police officers should treat other police officers' children better. Right. All I'm saying is that sometimes people will, will transition how they treat people based on what they know. All the time. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. I've been I've been pulled over before and the officers have just been completely rude, like completely rude. And I'm like, if they treat me like this, I can only imagine what they're treating other people like. I'm just I don't know. I just it's just interesting it's having to deal with it and also work within a system that doesn't appear to be designed to operate in the way that you do. Right. Right. How do you think as an artist, how does that shape your different parts of your life? I think for it's perspective for me. It's just, it's learning to just see different perspectives, man. And just understanding there's so many different ways we could do different things and it's okay. Like what works for me may not work for you and that's okay. 
You know what I mean? Um, just even with painting and photography, I'm working on a mixed media series right now. The different dynamics of it all is so beautiful. And I'm like, this is life right now. Like there's so many beautiful, different dynamics of our lives mm. and different perspectives of whether we're in a marriage or we got our children or just our relationship with our um, our grandparents. Like it's just so many different dynamics and embracing all of those. It just all comes back together. Once again, it all comes back <laughs> Same place. I see so much beauty in so many things. It allows me to see so much beauty in, in everything. Even just like being on the street, man. Uh, when I used to work on the street, uh, there's this a community. And I can't name the, the, the department I work for, but um, I loved it, man. I had so many. It was a it was a known heroin uh, area. But the people were so much love, man. They were so loving. And it's like, everybody wants to talk about, oh, they're a drug addict. But it's like, what is your addiction? You got an addiction that might be um, accepted, but that don't make you any different than this person. You know what I mean? And it's so funny because we're so quick to judge other people and not recognize like we're them <laughs> at the same time right. um, with just our different vices. But I met, I've met so many beautiful people and it's just like, it's just a conversation. I'm so extrovert. I love people. I just love yeah. so like I'm good. I, I'm that person that kind of forces people to talk where it's just like, hey, how are you today? <laughs> so people come like, to you too, though. Like you also, though, like exude a like welcoming energy where people just come to you. That, that is true. That is that is very true. I appreciate that. Um, I wasn't even thinking about that perspective. But yeah. And it's just like when you have a conversation with people, man, people be having some gems, man. They be, they be dropping some serious wisdom and it's just a conversation but people are so quick to judge oh well you have those clothes on or you're homeless or you're an addict or whatever the case may be it's like man you're missing out on so much beauty right now like these people have so much to offer you but you're so stuck on your high horse or in your own mind with these boxes that you put boxes yourself in boxes yep. and lines yeah yep. that comes back that comes full uh full circle because even with art it's learning to like understand that your perspective of art is your perspective of art there's no rules to it mm. like we keep wanting to make rules to stuff that don't need rules yeah, yeah, like yeah. there's no rules to art right no. if you want to splatter paint okay if you want to draw in the lines of the painting that's cool too right. Right. But there's ultimately no wrong way. And so um, when you recognize that in different ways, it's, it's, it's just dope, man. It's so dope. So freeing. That part. Yes. <laughs> it's like, and I say that I think, I, no, I'm not gonna say I think. I know I'm in the freest place I've ever been in my life right now. But it, it goes back to that mirror work we, we briefly mentioned and looking at myself and realizing like, hey, what do I want in my life? And how do I attain that? without playing the victim and blaming others about everything. Like, nah, make your decision. We always have choices. We may not like the choices we have, but we always have one. Right. And choosing the right choices that lead us to where we want to be. And holding ourselves accountable and not in a way that it's like critical or destructive, but holding ourselves accountable for the decisions that we made just as a way of like growing. People may attack you for your choices, but that's a, that's just them projecting. <laughs> Because like you said, okay, what's your addiction? Right? Like, you know, we... I, I think that's that that's the beautiful part of it too, is like you, you mentioned understanding it, but not judging yourself or or condemning yourself for it. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday and they were, they had a situation happen at work and they were really upset with themselves. And they were like, they were really hurt by something that was said, but they also realized that what was said was kind of true. And they're like, I just can't do this again. You know, I got to give myself grace. This person may not give me grace, but I got to give myself grace and I got to not do it ever again. Mm -hmm. And I had to say, stop right there. Give yourself grace. That's a beautiful thing. But don't fixate on not doing it again. You're putting expectation and pressure on you. That's not necessary. You're worried about a futuristic event that may not happen. And if it does happen, then it's you give yourself grace again. Like, dang. But now you can consciously think like, hey, I don't want to do this again. So how do I do something different? Mm. And then if it does happen, because we're human, we are human mm -hmm. and it happens again. And it's like, okay, dang, it happened again. What can I do differently this time? Where did I let my guard down or where did I falter? And you just assess it and you move forward. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's letting go of that, that condemnation and that guilt and that 
judgment towards self. Um, because the same judgment we have with ourselves is essentially the same judgment we have towards others. Right. The way we're hard on ourselves is the same way we're hard on others. And that is just a miserable way to live once you realize you're doing it. I think one of the most valuable things here is at the end of the day, the, the false sense of comfort that we find in being able to confine something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's detrimental to um, our existence. It's so detrimental. Oh my goodness. And I, we're good at labels. We want to label everything. We got to have a name for everything. And I'm learning to like not label it. It's a real quick story. Like it was me and a couple yeah. girlfriends. We had, um, we were just talking. <laughs> <laughs> Talking and hanging out and we had um we had a screensaver on the TV. It was like fish. It was like the ocean. It was really, it was really relaxing, whatever. And uh there was this one like fish or whatever it was that we couldn't figure out what it is. So we're all three of us are looking and it's like, is it a fish? Is it a turtle? Is it a shark? Is it a seahorse? Like we just it was just a weird looking creature. And in that moment, we was like, yo, why can't it just be? Like, let it just be. Why do we have to label it all these things that it may not or may be? Like, why does that matter? Like, why are we so attached to labeling something? And in that moment, that's when I'm like, I work on myself with when I start judging something, because that's ultimately what it is, is judging it. I'm like, nope, nope, release that, let it go. Nope, let it go, let it go. Like, stop trying to label something. And I don't get me wrong. I understand that there are certain things we need to label to describe something. Mm. Um, in some ways, but understanding right. the difference between describing something and completely labeling it and being closed off to that label. That's the difference. Label is so finite. Like it just is what it is and it can be nothing else. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Descriptions are like, they can vary. Mm-hmm. They can be this and this. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. I'm grateful. <laughs> I want to wrap up. I feel like sometimes I say that and then it goes for like another 40 minutes. <laughs> but it's okay. I want to wrap up with a few things. Like one, love and my daughter loves following your art and what you're up to and what you're doing. We were looking for LA pictures. I'm waiting for them to come to me, man. Yeah, or not, or don't. I'm just, that's our own. You know, you do things in your own time. That's just, I'm just saying that, you know, when and if, <laughs> just know that there are, uh, you know, people <laughs> waiting. <laughs> and excited to see and that being excited in me I appreciate that too I, 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 it's a beautiful thing when people are excited with you about things that's mm. that's a, that's a huge part of community man it's such a huge part and I'm grateful for that thank you um yeah I also want to say that you know I am grateful for your friendship and support as another black mother raising children and just with things so closely aligned and you just being available to help unpack luggage when it needs to be unpacked, to offer a different perspective and to be observant, but not critical. And I also want to thank you for serving Mm, um, and in the midst of just in so many ways, right? Like as a follower of Christ, as as a mom, like raising two human beings who have already made a mark in the world and will continue, you know, mm-hmm. they're still so young. <laughs> um, serving the world in that way, like the universe, God's creation in that way, those attached to you. Um, and then in your work, whether that be in art, or in being a police officer and in staying you and not letting anybody change that. It's just, it is valued and cared for and loved. And I just pray that, you know, as people, like when we see light in others, no matter if it's on a corner or in a grocery store or behind a uniform, that we cultivate that and encourage it so that there is more of it. And that in the moments that we find ourselves critiquing, that we just take a minute to check in with God about what is the source of that critique really? Mm. Like, 
what's the basis of it? Is it, but the more that we focus more inward and love outward, the more we can mm. cultivate. I love that. Yes. Energy, like the, like energy and, and spirits, like the one that you have. So I really appreciate you just, you know, being vulnerable and opening up and talking, mm. but there's a lot of like systems created that say, because of who you are and how you look because of lines and boxes, you have to do X, Y, and Z. And it's just not the case. It's not, it's not. Um, so <laughs> I, I think for a long time, I, I lived in those boxes and lines because we've been taught to look a certain way, act a certain way. You can't be this way or that way. And I never, I never, I was, that's depressing actually. And you don't realize that you're really not being yourself until you're not being yourself. I'm so grateful that you have taken the routes you needed for you to recognize like, hey, this don't work for me anymore. And to step outside of the box that you created, to step outside of those lines and be like, nah, I'm going to be me. I'm going to be this butterfly that I was born to be. You know, I'm going to float and go here, there and go there tomorrow and come back here and you know what I mean? And not living in that false sense of security of corporate America or even certain relationships. Because mm. that's what it is. It's a false sense. We think that it's just an illusion. We think that it's there to keep us in line. But I mean, I guess technically it is there to keep us in line, but it's a line we don't want to be in. Right. We're not even designed to be in it. <laughs> and then we try to find comfort in it. Yes. Like, well, I mean, I guess it's not that bad. I'll just, mm-hmm. it seems easier. It's not. It's just not who we are. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever used to do things like I used to purposely like, okay, friends, like as soon as I turned 18, I wasn't allowed to get tattoos or piercings until I turned 18. So I was like, bet, like I already got five lined up. And a lot of it was because I didn't want to be boxed in. I was expected to be this way because of who I am and where I came from and how I speak. You know, and I didn't like that. Like, yeah. no, I don't want to just be what you expect me and telling me to be. You know, did you have that? I think that as a teenager, I kind of did what I wanted in a sense. I don't feel my parent boxed. Well, I wouldn't lie to have a boyfriend. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have a boyfriend. I'm just glad to have a boyfriend. That's one box. That's, that's somewhat a necessary box. I just needed them to more so talk to me about that box. Right. <laughs> you can't have a boyfriend. All guys wanted sex and this is not okay. Like, no, talk to me about what this is and what it looks like. Because when we're told we can't do something, we want to do it even more. That's just the human nature in us. Right. Matter of fact, when I had Nigel... I got pregnant at 16, had him at 17. And that's when I feel like my boxes and lines became more evident because it was like, well, you have a child now, you're a teenager, you have to go to college and you have to get a career. Mm -hmm. And this is what you have to do. And I realized like, I didn't have to go to college. Uh, I did need a job, obviously, but it was stuck in my head, like go to college, get a career. That's what you need to do. That's what all teenagers graduating from high school need to do. And I realized like that that necessarily, it doesn't have to work like that. Um, and I think that's when I just started having my boxes and lines and just like, well, I got to do this. And this is what happens when you're a single parent. And, um, and his father was involved and things like that. But in general, though, him being with me a lot of the time, even in college, because he came to college with me. And then people telling you what a mother's looks like. No, mothers can't do this and mothers can't act like that. And I think that's matter of fact, thank you. That, that was the download I just got right now is that started because of the pressure of being a mother at such a young age and what I'm told. I have to look like. Wow. Yeah. To answer your question, I I did have certain things. <sighs> Do you like see the women now, like in just the rap industry, for instance, uh-huh. and like how they're allowed to break it on stage? Okay, allowed is a little strong, but like you listen to the songs like Lauren Hill made about Zion, right? Like yes. it was forbidden. It was like to have both. Mm-hmm. Like, in an outside event. You can't be an artist and a mother. Right, right. And that key part that you said in the very beginning in terms of like trusting yourself, you teaching your sons to trust themselves as opposed to, well, somebody else said it was wrong, so it must be wrong. So you need to listen to that. You know what That's I mean? A, that, and I'll say that with my kids, I allow them to ask me questions. Mm. Like some people like, don't, don't. Don't ask me why. And it's like, no, I I encourage my kids to ask me why, because we become adults doing stuff we don't know why we're doing. And we'll be like, oh, well, we just do this because my my mom told me to do it. So you're doing it because your mom told you to do it, but you never knew why. To me, that's 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 another that's ignorance in itself as well. And I want my kids to understand. And I think it's a cop out when you be like, because I said so. Definitely. You even know why you're telling me (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Yes. And something. (laughs) 
A lot of people don't, I'm not gonna say a lot of people, there are people that don't agree with that, whether they're old school, whether they're older. Um, I just know that it does no one any justice when someone's doing something without an intention or without understanding why they're doing it. Right. Like that to me doesn't make any logical sense. So I teach them to, of course, don't get me wrong. Like they got to have a certain tone. Like they not like, I'm not like their home girl where it's just like, oh, why you say that? Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like it's right. there's dynamics to it, but I'm very open with them. And I want them to be very open and comfortable with me too, because I also want them to talk to me about stuff and not learn it from other people and get the wrong information or ignorant information. So, and if I don't have an answer, I'm like, yo, I don't know. Right. Yes. It's teaching so much Mm -hmm. trust, humility, respect, not out of fear, but out of understanding Mm -hmm. and experience. Like it's just teaching so many things. And I even tell my kids, I apologize sometimes because sometimes I flip off. Like if I'm just irritated, it's a long day and kid irritating, like, yo, chill out, dude. Like, and if I say it in a manner that's I wouldn't want said to me by a friend or a parent or even a significant other, then I check it. I check myself and I'm like, yo, I apologize for the way I just said that to you. I shouldn't have came across that way. I meant what I said, but I came off very disrespectful and no one should talk to you like that. Not even me as your mother. I don't have the right to disrespect you. And I don't want you to think that anybody has a right to disrespect you, no matter what role or position they're in. Mm -hmm. And I think that also correlates back to the black community of understanding that it's not okay to be disrespected, but we got to teach that even as parents, like, even your own parents shouldn't disrespect you because that's an authority figure. Mm. So you think that when your parent disrespects you or does, it's okay for a teacher to do it or an officer or anybody. Like you've learned that authority figures are disrespectful right. or it's okay for them to be because of their position and it's not. Right. So I, it goes back to it's all full circle and it all connects. Yes. Agreed. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Last question. Here it is. I'm here. What advice do you give to others that are looking to cultivate this ability to live within their flow? Ooh. That was a great question. (laughs) Advice do I give? Man, it goes back to self, man, self-love. I've been on this self-love journey. We're all on this self-love journey. Some of it, some of us have the epiphany and revelation of what that looks like and some of us never get it but I think ultimately we're we're striving for some that and we don't even realize we're striving for it but um truly diving into self like really letting go of certain habits and patterns of the prime example of being a woman and having daddy issues and trying to seek that love in a significant other or find that love in a significant other or even substances and just learning like how to love yourself enough to begin to do the hard work and look within. Like ask yourself, why do I have to, why am I always in one relationship after another? Why do my relationships always fail? Why do I attract this type of person in my life? Or why do I always need to drink? Like really asking yourself, like what causes this? Because anything, because everything needs to be balanced. People will make the excuse up if like if they're a drinker it's like well I drink all the time but I mean I don't get drunk and it's like if that is your excuse I mean I guess that works for you but really think like why do you feel the need to drink all the time or why do you feel the need to get drunk every time you drink um I stopped drinking liquor and this year actually January 10 2020 I did I just love the feeling and I had to really be like why are you searching for something outside of yourself like, why are you searching for this feeling? What what are you running from? Because I think ultimately we're running from something. And it's allowed me to really find other ways to love myself and to find other healthy habits, healthy, um, healthy uh, ways of living. And even now I can go out, <laughs> I can go out and not drink. And cause one thing about it too, I love to dance. I love to dance. I will be the only one on the dance floor anywhere. I don't care. And I had to think too, I'm like, I love to dance. It's not like I need alcohol to dance. So why do I always find myself wanting to drink, taking shots and getting lit? Like, why do I? And so I realized like, no, there's something deeper. There's some inner work that needs to be done. And learning to just shed that uh, addictive behavior, because normally addictive behavior is a sense of security for us. We're searching for safety. We're searching for control. Um, So anyways, Mike, to answer your question, I just um, 
I'm just trying to cultivate self-love in the most deepest, profound way ever, because we're actually, um, you know, even in even in life, people are like, love yourself, love your neighbor like you love yourself. And it's like, but I don't even know how to love myself. So really learning what that looks like and letting go of the codependency and loving myself is not being in a relationship that makes me feel insecure or scared or fearful. Loving myself is going to sleep at a reasonable time because I know I have to take on the day the next day. Um, Loving myself is taking a bath. I mean, as simple as that. I mean, there's extremes and then there's, you know, small small scales of what we can do in reference to that. But Mm -hmm. I'm really learning like to say no to things. Like I don't feel obligated. Like somebody might be having a party this weekend and I can say, hey, I'm really interested in going, but I'm not, I can't obligate myself. Cause I have a long week this week. Um, I think that's examples of loving yourself um, and not being manipulated into doing things, recognizing that too. That's not healthy when somebody wants to manipulate you and do or make you feel bad. to get you to say yes to something when you really want to say no. And removing all of that and staying in self-love ultimately allows you to be in the flow of things. It does, because when you love yourself, you have no choice but to love others. And it's like we want this love so bad. But a lot of times we want love. We want people to love us in a way we don't even love ourselves. We want people to accept us in ways we don't even accept ourselves. And I had a profound um, moment when a guy I was dating, they said to me, they were like, I, I, there are certain things I can't accept about, about you. And I was really hurt because I'm like, I'm in the most healed place I've ever been in. And I have really cultivated and shown you love in so many ways. And you can't accept certain things about me. Like it hurt, but I had to check myself and be like, Crystal, what aren't you accepting about yourself? And that was like a, that was like a cutthroat, like, Mm -hmm. I I really had to, I really had to dive deep and really dissect that. Like you want someone to accept things about you, you not even fully accepting. So Mm. as much as it hurt my ego in so many ways, it Mm -hmm. it really birthed more, another layer of self-love. And I'm so grateful for it. Mm. It doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. Right. Right. It all happens for us. Mm -hmm. That's the end. Um, I'm going to just close this out in prayer. Sounds good. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too, boo. So much. God, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for giving us life. Is that? didn't have to happen today. And it did. We thank you for allowing us to be here together um, in this moment. It's very intentional and purposeful, even if we can't see all the things that were done in the world in order to make this moment happen outside of just scheduling. We thank you for moving all the things that you had to move to bring me and Crystal here and whomever is listening here in this moment. God, I thank you for healing, for health, for humility, for for creating a flow in this world and allowing the space for us to find it. God, I thank you for uh, wisdom and insight into removing the barriers that we create within ourselves and then project onto others and our um, human experience. I ask that you continue to bring more healing, more light, and more love. I ask that you please continue to lift Crystal so that she can continue to touch others. We love you. We thank you for all that you do. I thank you for Crystal's babies. I thank you for every ear, heart, and soul that's listening to this. And I just pray that they hear the words that was shared and are able to apply it in the way that you see fit for their lives. Thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, guys, that brings us to the end of our episode. It's a new year. I pray that you all brought it in safely, that everyone is doing all right on this second day of 2021. As always, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you got everything that you needed out of it and maybe even some of what you wanted because when it's real and when it's authentic and when you're happy with what you're putting out there and it's rooted in your purpose, it's bound to connect with those that need to connect with it. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to create and connect with you. This is Life Things with Maquita Danielle of Polish Pistol. You can follow me on social media at 
Maquita Danielle. That's on Instagram, Facebook, etc. You can follow future blog posts and check out the old blog post on polishpistol.com. And I'll see you on the next episode. Episode, episode. Bye.